Amen to that. I feel like a proper speaker. <laughs> Amazing. It's been a while. Um, so, Jen. Can you do me a favour and not really listen to me for the next little bit and just start reading at Mark chapter 1? Okay. Is that all right? Ignore all the, like they said, study Bibles. There's loads of extras. Have you got glasses? Can you get your glasses? Is that all right? It, it really helps. I said to Jen, I'm going to need your help. What do you need me to do? She said, I said, don't worry, it won't be public, but I just need your help. Um, one moment. No, not that. Not that either. Mm-mm-mm. Perfect. Okay. Well, good to see you. Um, the number of people who walked in this morning went, what's this? Why are there tables? Um, ta- there are tables around um, because we thought you might like them, number one. Uh, number two, we come in here to learn and be changed, right? So sometimes, uh, and we learn and be changed like, as, a, as a family, as a group of people. So sometimes it's nice to be able to sit around somewhere. And sometimes it's nice... Um, to be able to put a Bible or a book or something somewhere. So we thought, yeah, why not? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> We're carrying it on anyway. We've just got to find some money for some more tables. And we've got to find some more tablecloths. <laughs> anyway, so we are in our culture series still. Uh, we are motoring through. So many of you should have one of these, which will come up on the screen. A culture journal. If you haven't, they're for sale at the back. Um, now, they're normally £10, but today we're doing them at 9 <laughs> And we also all forgot to bring our penny change. So, um, yeah, today only, today only 9 99 Can't say fairer than that. Um, they are cost of, <laughs> yeah, cost of living. That's our allowance for you. Um, so, culture. This, we'll just go through it yet again. Culture is this, uh, the environment we curate to nurture the things we wish to see. We nearly always talk about a greenhouse. You create a specific environment in a greenhouse, depending on what it is you want to grow. So there's a, it's a warmth, protection, whatever else, depending on the things you want to grow. And the things that we want to grow are in here. I mean, not like every page, but it's like a study guide to help you go through that. So these are the subjects we've covered so far, and we're on the red one today. So greys have been done. We started this. When did we start this? May? May. We think May. Um, And we finish next month. But God's word is powerful in changing lives. We still have, we celebrate risk as we pursue the impossible, and faith is relationship, not religious ritual. In my culture group, the one that I lead, we're, we're tanking, we're well ahead. We've done number nine, we've done number ten, we've only got eleven to go. But anyway, God's word is powerful in changing lives. So sometimes we get you to stand and read this stuff out. Um, But before we do, I'm not going to change that slide. Can you um, just turn to somebody near you, but not someone who came with you, and be atrociously honest about what you hope to get out of the next 25 minutes. And go. Don't give them some religious answer. 
What are you hoping God will do? What are you expecting? She's not allowed. She's got to carry on reading. Don't distract her. Okay. Hopefully that was largely positive. I can tell by how some of you have shuffled away from the person you just spoke to. Um, so God's word is powerful in changing lives. We have uh, this up on the screen. It's, you can, do you know what? You can read it sat down today. I, just, I know I'm in that kind of mood. So, let's go for it. God's word is powerful in changing lives. We know that. 9A, we know that God is always speaking and wanting to communicate with his family. Therefore, we place a high value on listening for his voice and recognizing the variety of ways he speaks. 9B, we believe the Bible is the living written word of God and not simply a guidebook for life. We believe God actively speaks through the Bible and we use it as a plumb line for growing in wisdom, knowledge and an understanding of who God is. 9C. We believe the gift of prophecy is to speak on God's behalf to strengthen, encourage and comfort people. We desire to say what the Father is saying to help people grow in their identity and discover their God-given purpose and value. Brilliant. Amen to that. Oh, no, too many again. That one. So God's word is powerful in changing lives. Now, there is an activity to do this morning. Thank you. The rest of them didn't quite get it. There's an activity to do this morning. That's brilliant because we learn so much more by doing than we do just by listening. Um, I'll come come back to that in a minute. So, number nine, God's word is powerful in changing lives. Now, God's word, as we've just seen from those three statements, we're not talking just about the Bible, but we are talking about the Bible. So just for a minute, I'm just going to dip into the Bible. Uh, Just very, very quickly, it's a quick overview, because to be honest, you could always go and Google and find this stuff out if you wanted. But anyway, the Bible has got 66 books in it. It's got 39 in what's called the Old Testament, And then there's a division. Um, There are some years of silence when, in theory, nothing particularly happens or heaven is silent, the Bible says. And then the New Testament starts. And the New Testament really is marked by Jesus coming, is predominantly um, what marks the New Testament. Um, It's written over about 1,600 years, estimated. And best guess is there are about 40 authors So the easiest way to understand the Bible is it's not so much a book as a library. It's a collection of books. And the biggest mistake people make when trying to read the Bible and grasp the Bible is not all books are the same. So you need to know that. You wouldn't read a manual for your car in the same way as you would read poetry. Yes. Most people would not read the manual for their car in the same way they would read poetry. So there is poetry in there. There's some law in there, history, letters, prophecy, etc. You read them differently. So as you can see um, on the screen, 
the, oh, you can see on the screen. There we are, thank you, gentlemen, wherever you are, very kind of you. All those reds at the bottom are all letters. So on the second row up from the bottom, you've got the four Gospels, the four books that tell you about Jesus. Then you've got Acts, and then you've got all the letters, and then a book of prophecy right at the end. So the Bible wasn't around when Jesus was around, and yet Old Testament scriptures were around, and Jesus quoted from them 78 times. Jesus quoted from them. The Bible has been translated into 724 languages. The New Testament has been translated into a further 1,617 languages. It is the world bestseller by miles. Nearly 56,000 Bibles are sold every single day across the world. 20 million Bibles a year. 20 million Bibles a year are sold. Another thing, a top tip, is I wouldn't say the books are equally weighted. In other words, I would say some books are probably more important than others. Some may see that as controversial. I don't really care. I would say... If you're trying to understand the Bible, Jesus is perfect theology. So look for the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, look for the life of Jesus. If you see something in God that you don't see in Jesus, then you you need to give it a second thought and go back. Because there's no Jekyll and Hyde in, in there. So that was just a very quick sort of Bible. Honestly, that's it done. If you want to find out facts and figures, then go and Google it. There's loads out there. Um, That was me just giving you a little bit of um, insight. We are talking about the Bible, but we're talking about more than the Bible because we're also talking about these two words. So when we talk about the Word of God, which is predominantly God's Word is powerful in changing lives, which is the theme of today, we are predominantly talking about these two things. It's not as clear a distinction as I'm about to make it, but I'm making it a clear distinction simply just like as an aid memoir, just to help us in learning. So you have these two Greek words. You've got the logos, which means the constant written word of God, essentially the Bible, but not always, because Jesus is also called in the, word was the, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. That, you, you can stop, Jen. You can stop. Can you just tell me where you're up to, please? I'm rereading it. It's chapter one, right? You're rereading it? Yeah. No, you're supposed well, to start chapter one and keep going. Uh, How many times have you reread it? This, I was just starting to read it again. Thank you. Brilliant. It's amazing. Tart? Yeah, good reading. Well done. Good reading. So, I'm coming back to that. Don't worry. It wasn't just a test for Jen to see what her reading's like. <laughs> so the Logos, essentially, not purely, but the Logos is generally considered to be the written word of God. Um, it's a constant, alive, written word. But Jesus, as I say in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. That word there in the Greek is also Logos. So Logos, the Bible, normally refers to when Jesus is referred to as the word, but mainly, just for the sake of your brains, Logos is generally talking about the Bible or the scriptures. Then you have this other word, a rhema word. Now, a rhema word is what you're hearing from me right now. I am rhemaing to you. 
doesn't work. But anyway, you get what I mean. You're literally hearing someone speak. You're hearing utterances. It's not a written word. It's a heard, heard word, a perceived word in, in here, in your heart. So the Logos is a record of God's activities with people as recorded by people and inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Rhema, generally hearing from God directly. If you're, if you're a massive theologian, you can split hairs with me if you like. This is just to make life a little bit simpler. Now, here's the thing, right? This is where the rubber really hits the road. I meet so many people who have said, in theory, they've said they're yes to Jesus, and they're trying to have a relationship with Jesus, and they're trying to follow Jesus, and all they're relying on is the Bible, and they've never actually heard God speak to them individually in any way. I don't think you can have a decent relationship with anyone if all they do is not talk to you and leave you instructions. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that sounds like my marriage, frankly. I get left instructions in advance and then not spoken to. I don't know. In that case, you, your marriage needs some help. Maybe you know that. It's not my marriage. No, no. It's, it's, just for clarity, it's definitely not my marriage. Nick gives me the instructions face-to-face. So that really helps me. Um, There is absolutely nothing wrong with being spoken to through the Bible. Of course not, because it's God's... It's the written word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it has been written down. You can read it later. So much like if what I'm saying now were written down, and then you, you're, you imagine you're not in here, and later on you get a copy of it, and like, oh, I mean, normally you just watch it on YouTube, but go with for a minute. Um, it's been written down, you read it again, there's still a life in those words, right? Because they were my words that are, are alive now, and therefore they would be alive when you reread them. But it isn't the same as hearing the words to you. So for example... I've been able to speak to Jen specifically this morning. The written word tends to become much more generalized. So look, this is bottom line. We need to learn, as people who have said yes to Jesus, and if you haven't, I really encourage you to, because it's, it's a roller coaster of a ride, um, <clears throat> and the best thing, honestly, you'll ever do. If you don't hear from God on a daily basis, then what are you listening to? If you're not hearing from him, he says, my sheep know my voice. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. In other words, I'm speaking to you. I want to guide, I want to encourage you. I want to tell you about things. I want to steer you. I want to help you. I want to shape you. I want you to know just how loved you are. I want you to know how treasured you are. I want to tell you what your identity is. Stop going to influencers on the internet to find out what your identity is. Stop going to society to find out what your identity is. But come to me. I made you. I know your identity. Come to me. Come and listen to me. Don't listen to what everyone else is saying on the internet. 
So in a minute, we're going to do a little activity, but not just for a second. The trouble with the Bible is this. This is mine. Uh, I've got a few at home, and they're all stacked up next to me. Do I, just, I use different versions. depends what I'm doing. Um, if you want to top... T- I, I normally will go, will go in the NIV. Normally is the one I will use. Um, this is a new living. That's really readable. Um, I love the message. The, the Passion Translation, like, oh, my word, I love the Passion Translation. So at the moment, it's only the New Testament and Psalms. It's no Proverbs yet, is it? Or is it Proverbs as well? Proverbs as well. Um, shows how much I read the Gospels rather than, rather than the other bits. Um, and I do have an Amplified next to my desk as well. Any other Bibles I want to dip into, like if I want to go to the Greek or Hebrew, Blue Letter Bible, Google it online. It's really easy. I have actually also got a Spanish Bible next to my desk as well. Come on. Come on. And I have to photograph, put my camera, every bit of script in there. And then I wait for my camera to translate it, and then I read it off the screen. It's a very slow process. But anyway, I'm grateful for it, because someone has gone through, and every time the Holy Spirit is mentioned, they've opened it up and done a little study on what's the role of the Holy Spirit here. Amazing. Great book. Anyway, the point is this. You can study the Bible for years and never encounter God. And this is the point. And unfortunately, many, many Christians, they turn, this, they turn this into a law book. And because it is quite heavy, they use it to smack people around with. Starting with themselves, full of, they live a life of I musts, I shoulds, I have tos, I'm damned if I don't. And they use it to smack people around with because it's really heavy. And that's what Christians do. God bless them. And people have done it for years because there's no vibrant, active relationship going on in here. It's a book of the law, which is never what Jesus intended it to be. It's never God's heart that he he says, what, you reduce everything I do down to law? It's just never his heart. It's never his intention. You can never hear him whisper to you, you're amazing. You can never hear him whisper to you, thanks for what you did today. Thanks for speaking to that person. Or, see that person over there? Go and buy him some shopping. They're really in need at the moment. We can never hear those things. It becomes this dry exercise. I don't think the Bible is dry. I don't think it could be wetter. (laughs) But you can make it dry and dull if you really want to. You just read it aside from any relationship with God and without inviting the Holy Spirit in. And all you do is pick out all the shoulds, have tos, musts and mustn'ts all the way through. I know I've said before about the Ten Commandments where God says, you'll have no other God before me. You will have no other God before me. (laughs) God's like, you don't need anyone else. I'm your all-sufficiency. I'm saving you the trouble. I'm telling you this out of love. You don't need anyone else. Don't cover your neighbor's donkey. Why? Because I'll give you everything you need. You don't need to be coveting what your neighbor's got. 
But we can read these things like the Ten Commandments, and we make them into Ten Commandments. I mean, God never said, I'm going to give you Ten Commandments. Listen up, you miserable lot. He never said that. He said, here's some guides. Here's some, here's some things. Here's some stuff. Don't have any other gods. Just don't do it. You don't need any other. I'm, I'm everything. Let me be everything to you. I'm father. I'm the great potentate of time, as the old hymn goes. So we can, these are some of the ways. In, my, um, in the culture group, um, in my little culture group, I, l- I love it. We went through and we thought of some ways. We, we actually did. It was fun. We went around the, we went the room, the screen. And like, we all had to say a way that God speaks and then see who was the first one who fizzled out and couldn't come up with something else, another way that God speaks. But here are some ways. You're definitely going to want to photograph this, by the way, if you haven't. So one of the main ways that God speaks absolutely is through the Bible. So the Bible, if you remember Logos and Rhema. Now, if, this is a really important point, the Logos word. This is me speaking now. It's going to get written down. Someone's going to read it later on over here. Yes, do you remember I said that a minute ago? Okay, now here's the thing. I'm never going to say anything over here that contradicts what I said over here. So if God's word has already been written down, you can't then at some other point over here say, oh, God said to me this. You're like, that's not, that's not who God is. That's not what he says in his word. The two will always tie up in some way, or at the very least, what he says over here will never contradict what he says over here. How can it? How can it? It's, it's, it's impossible that it could contradict unless God is fickle and keeps changing his mind. And the Bible specifically says that God doesn't change his mind, that he is a, he is a constant. His attitudes and love towards us are constant. So he absolutely speaks through the Bible, and we're going to do some of that in just a few minutes. Visions. Now, visions sometimes are open visions. You might see things. I've never had one. I've never had like an open vision where I'm literally seeing what I think is the thing and like I'm pointing to other people. Can you see that? I've never had one of those. But I certainly see things in my mind and my heart, my imagination. I, I picture things. In fact, I get a lot of pictures. I often think in pictures. Um, so that's visions. Voice, internal. Probably for me, one of the main ways I hear God speak to me is I literally hear him speak to me. Like he speaks to me. He's speaking to you too. You just haven't maybe yet learned how to pick his voice out among the thousands of others that the enemy is deliberately bringing in to try and crowd God's voice out. We are being peppered, absolutely bombarded with sound and information because the enemy is on a deliberate strategy to drown God's voice out. So here's some advice. Put your phone down. Turn the radio off. Learn to just enjoy just a little bit less stimulation and you might just find you'll hear God's whisper. Because he's just not going to barge his way in. If you want the radio on and fill your brain with other stuff, God's not going to barge his way in. Well, God didn't turn my radio off, so he obviously doesn't mind me listening to the radio. God doesn't mind you listening to the radio. He just wants to talk to you, that's all. What's that? Alexa, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
coincidences. Sometimes people call them God incidences. <laughs> it's a Christian thing. Uh, basically, that's, that's where a string of events seem to line up and you go, well, that's really weird. Yeah, that's a bit of a coincidence. Um, so I sometimes say to people around here, oh, you should hang around. We see a load of coincidences around here when people say, oh, that's just coincidence that when you laid a hand on that person's leg, it grew out. That's just coincidence. You're like, oh, do you know what? It could be. Absolutely, it could be. But stick around. We see a load of them. Uh, dreams. God speaks in dreams a lot. Um, and if he hasn't been speaking in dreams to you, then ask him before you go to sleep. Say, God, speak to me in a dream. Oh, just remember one. I had, not last night, night before last. Oh, see, I'm having a little moment. I'm going to write, I can't write it down now. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that. Yeah, so I pray. Sometimes they're random, right? But this particular prayer, I was, I'm now going to sound really godly. Which would be to misguide you, honestly. But in this dream, I often dream about, like, I don't know, random stuff. But this wasn't. I was praying. I was praying for someone. And they previously sat at the back and shown a lack of interest. I was praying for someone else. It wasn't here, but I don't know where it was. doesn't matter. And then this person came forward. And I said one word to them. And, they, and I said, power, like that, in my dream. And this person rolled, they flew back, rolled over the floor, and they had hold of my hand. And so I went flying with them across the floor, and we both smacked into the wall. It was amazing. And then I woke up. It was, it was amazing. Um, anyway, dreams. So prophetic words is another one. Prophetic word is just simply where you might... Let's go for someone else. It's easier. You hear something for, for someone else. What is God saying to Jen? What is God saying to Herbie or whatever? And you will ask God, God, speak to me. Give me something. And he might give you a Bible verse. He might give you a song, which I'm coming on to, da, 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 like that. And then you deliver it to that person. Prayer. God absolutely can speak to you through prayer, how you pray, when you pray. Song lyrics. You to me are everything, the sweetest song that I could sing. Oh, baby. Sings Jesus. Over you. He might not call you baby, but he might. Um, (laughs) Circumstances and how they line up. Nature. God sometimes just speaks through nature. I was walking along um, a path once in Linear Park, not far from my house. And... um, there were loads of buds on this. There were loads of buds on this bush. And like I see it most days. And I was walking past it and I noticed that the buds were still only buds. This was a couple of years ago. And I just, I, all I did was look at it. I didn't even ask God. And I felt God immediately say, they're just ra- waiting for the right atmosphere. Like, whoa. Yeah, that's all they're waiting for. Um, it really is. Seeing things. We've spoken a little bit about that already. Peace. Sometimes God speaks to you through peace. The Bible says about let peace be your umpire. So like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I feel with such a sense of peace over that. Teaching. Well, I hope so, because if not, I'm wasting my time. Emotions. Be careful here, but God absolutely can speak through emotions. God spoke to me recently. I, I cried at something. It's not that I don't cry. It was just on an unusual type of crying. 
and it was a very unusual trigger. And so I asked God, why am I crying? Why am I, I can't work out why I'm having this response. And God spoke to me, there's no point, I haven't got time to explain it. Sympathetic pain, so I might start to get a pain in my knee and say, whoa, has anyone here got a, got a knee problem? Because you're being given sympathetic pain, so God is speaking. Um, a gift, absolutely, a gift that God has given you, or a gift that you might end up giving someone else. Angels as well, oh my goodness, there's so many, and that's just the starters. But look, here's the key, and this is some of the problem. If we're not hearing God through all those, then we have a problem because Jesus said people don't live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God speaking to us is our food. God speaking to us is our food. It is our nourishment. It is the thing that causes us to grow. It is the thing that causes us to be alive. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, says Jesus, they are full of the spirit and life. So, we're going to do a little activity. I know you're going to love it. Because you know church is like meant to be like a, a training ground. Isn't it? That's what it says. We gather together to be able to worship him, know who he is, and be equipped to do the stuff. Because we all know we've got stuff to do, right? If we haven't got stuff to do, then the moment you say yes to him, he might as well take you up and just go and be with him. That's it. But he says, whoa, job to do. Job to do. It's not just about you, sunshine. I've got loads of other my kids who I'm desperate to reach. They don't even know how loved they are. You're just starting to learn how loved you are. They don't even know yet. So we're going to do this thing together. So what I want you to do is gather with some other people who are also in a relationship with me. Can you all gather together and work on this thing together? So you, you encourage each other. You give each other a bit of a kick up the backside when you need it. Put your arm around the shoulder when they need it. Teach them a little bit. Help them. Coach them. Train them up so that we can all go out and do this thing. Welcome to church. That's church. Not coming and sitting somewhere for an hour and 20 minutes thinking, oh, Jesus, there's your prayer life. Jesus, when's he going to finish? You can think about that. We should call this, not the warehouse, Numa Church Training Kingdom Academy. Yes, we're having a Kingdom Academy. We're all in the Kingdom Academy. Every single one of us, this is our job. This is why we're alive. Oh, no, 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 mate, I'm a plumber. No, you're not. Plumber's your second calling. Bringing the kingdom's number one. Oh, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm a nurse. I go and care for people. Yep, that's your second calling. What God's called you to do is bring the kingdom everywhere you go. And to do that, we need to be able to hear him. So listen, this is what we're going to do. You're going to have five minutes. Please get your Bibles out. I'm sure you all got my text yesterday. And I'm sure none of you have forgotten... I'm not going to make you stay behind if you did or anything. It's okay. If you haven't, you can go to Bible Gateway on your phone or just pull up a Bible or you can go to you version. I've slightly fallen out with Bible Gateway because they got rid of the Passion Translation and wouldn't reply to my email as to why. So I'm sure my conscientious objection makes a big difference for them. 
But anyway, pull up a Bible, and then I would love you to turn to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. If you don't know where they are, head for about three quarters of the way through. If you still don't know where they are, go right back to the beginning. There's a page called Content. It will tell you on there. And then all I want you to do is within Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, I want you, please, to find one chapter. That's it. I don't care which chapter it is. It can be whatever you want. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Just find one chapter. Really doesn't matter. I mean, personally, I would avoid the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew, but you, you can go for it if you want. <laughs> okay. Now, if we could... No, it's me, not you. There we go. This is what we're going to do. We're going to listen for God's voice as we read the Bible. Because we're not just reading. Anyone could just read. We're reading, but we're listening. God, what are you saying? Sometimes things leap off the page at you. Sometimes it feels like things are highlighted. Sometimes a word sounds much louder as you read it. And you're like, whoa. Sometimes you just notice something and think, wow, never noticed that before. How many times have I read this bit? I've never noticed that before. So we're going to pray, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You can read the chapter through. It's got an extra space there. I have no idea why. And then, what do you notice? So we're all going to do this together. You can read whatever chapter you want. I'm going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, we need to hear from you. The written word isn't enough for us. We don't want to live in a relationship where someone just leaves us instructions. We want to live in a relationship that's living, that's dynamic, that's changing, where there's discourse, conversation, chat, where your words bring us life. So I pray right now, God, in this room, that people would read and would hear from you. Something would stick out to them. I thank you, God, that you even knew which chapter people were going to go to. You even knew that person who's trying to catch you out and has just tried to change chapter. You knew that. So God, speak now because we are absolutely listening. Amen. Go. Read it through. Just let God speak to you. I'll give you a few minutes. This can make for a really boring podcast, but I'm going to stop talking. Okay. Now, if this were more like a classroom setting, I would be asking, okay, anyone just want to tell us? We haven't got time. But this is where, in small groups, you would then do this activity. You would then discuss it with other people. So I just quickly read through. I actually read through for a totally different reason. I read through because I want to tell you this. I've just read a chapter, and I wasn't particularly rushing. I've just read a chapter in two minutes. So just to give you some idea, without at all being crude about it, most of you will probably spend longer than two minutes on the loo in a day. That means you could read a chapter every day of the Bible. So in ten minutes, just ten minutes... I could read four to five chapters of the Bible, and I'm not particularly a speed reader. So when people say I haven't got time, yeah, we can't really use that excuse, I don't think. But listen, 
Just quickly onto this slide because we, we need to wrap up. Here are some things. This, what it says over this side in the Logos, in the Bible, what it says over this word is, we, we, to some degree, we have to place our trust in God and consider it inerrant. Right. Okay? This is right. However, once we get over this side, even our understanding of that can vary. Because under interpreting, well, what does that mean in the Bible? Oh, my word. It's like a lifelong mission. And if you try and do it outside of a relationship with God, you'll just end up with dry nothingness. It'll be like man does not live on bread alone, but on dry crackers that suck the life out of you. The Bible without the Holy Spirit. Over this side... If God is going to speak to us about stuff, if God is going to show us stuff, if he's going to reveal stuff to us, if he's going to give us a dream or that kind of thing, then there's an element which we need to try and understand and interpret. Well, I think God's saying this to me. Okay, well, he might be, but let's quickly check it out. Always check it out with the Bible. Like I said, God's not going to say something this side that disagrees with this side. God's told me, I am allowed to go and kill that person because they're really irritating me. He probably didn't, actually. I think you're probably wrong. Um, And um, God's told me that I can do X, Y, Z. And like, yeah, no, he says the total opposite. God says I can just live a selfish life. No, he didn't because he didn't say that over here. And if he didn't say it over here, he's not going to suddenly say it over there. So the Bible is key. Other trusted people, if you feel like, I think God's sending me to Africa, please don't go and buy a plane ticket. He might be, but at least find some friends and say, I think this is what God's saying. Can you go away and pray? What do you think, etc.? Time, sometimes we can hear a, wrong side, we can hear a word from God and, woo, God's saying this, I'm going to go do it. In actual fact, like your enthusiasm doesn't even last a week. So sometimes, very rarely I would say God's going, now, you've got to do it now, very rarely about a directional word in your life. It's nearly always that there's not normally a now. There sometimes is about going and praying for someone, but that's slightly different. Check out your word from God with God. Take it back to him. Did you really say this, God? Is this really from you? Look, would you mind confirming it another way? History. If God, if in the history of mankind, God has never told someone to do something, but he's telling you, it could be. But check it out, because it's quite unusual. He has told some people to do some weird things in the past. Um, And so weird doesn't necessarily mean it's not God. But check it out. And lastly, feelings. Always check with your feelings. How, how How does it leave you feeling? Feelings are really unreliable. So just because you feel a certain way, you can't guarantee it is or isn't from God. Last slide, and then we're going. Listen for his voice, it says. This is it. If you take nothing else away from, from this morning, I want you to know this. You can't have much of a relationship with God if you can't hear from him. He's talking to you most of the day. And he would absolutely love for you and him to have much more of a chat about life and to do life together. If we can keep helping you with that, we would love to keep helping you with that. I'm learning all the time. Let's stand. We need to pray. Wrap up. Go home. All that lot in one go. Thank you, God. 
that you say, my sheep know my voice. We want to become more finely tuned at hearing what you're saying. Because then there's adventure. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you speak to our hearts. That, Jesus, your words are life. That, Father, you sing over us. We would love to, oh God, I would love to actually one day hear you singing over me. Oh my goodness, it would rock my world. We love you, God. We are so grateful. Help us to be a listening people. Because your word changes stuff. Amen. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk, where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week, and remember you're loved.